The battle of wizards and warriors continues with iron swords. The evil wizard Malkil will take the shape of the earth, wind, water, and fire. Farewell! The fate of the world is in your hands! You're listening to the Piercing Wizard Podcast, and I'm your host, Ryan Willett. I'm a professional body piercer with 20 years experience, I travel around the world teaching technique and safety classes, and I'm a member of the Association of Professional Piercers. Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Thanks for coming back to the show. I feel like I got a pretty good one for you this week, so give it a good listen. Uh, If you are... Uh, just getting back to work or just about to get back to work, you know, there, there are going to be a lot of differences and I've, I've been learning some of those the hard way. I've had a, a pretty tough reopening, uh, but I feel like I'm finally starting to hit my stride and, and part of that is by using technology correctly. Uh, and my, my guest this week is all about the, the logistics and, and using the internet to your advantage and uh, that's Texas piercer Vivi Madero. I've wanted to get Vivi on for a long time. I think I started bugging her about it maybe a year ago ago at back at conference uh you know we we didn't really have schedules that lined up for a while uh we were even in phoenix at the same time for that seminar at wholehearted um we we didn't make it work that way uh, that time because we wanted to go out and and get dinner with everybody so uh i'm really glad that i finally got them on the show and i'm kind of glad that we waited until now because now we get to talk about all these different uh, online logistics that that vv and a lot of other piercers are using uh in the age of covid19 so Release forms, uh, digital release forms, I think is is uh, becoming a pretty common concept for people. But that was one of those things where I just had to kind of like stumble my way into it. And uh, Vivi was talking about some of the COVID-specific points that they put on their release form, and I thought that thought that was a great idea. And I've since incorporated it into my release forms. Uh, the the big conversation on the the show that I really really liked was talking about online appointment systems. Uh, for for a while, for the the beginning of reopening. I was trying to use the system that we were already using for tattooing, uh, and it just did not work at all. I was having a lot of no-shows, and it just wasn't working for uh, booking people through the internet. With tattooing, we had a lot of in-person consultations, all that stuff. So it was different, you know, getting deposits in person and stuff. With piercing, all those no-shows were just killing me. You know, it could be hours of wasted time in a day. So uh, I knew that I had to switch over to an online booking system, something that would hold a deposit or, or something the equivalent of it. And uh, through talking to a few piercers, you know, a lot of them were saying that they were using uh, square appointments, and that's what VV is using, and that really pushed me over the edge. We had a great conversation about how to set it up, and you know, cancellation fees, deposits, all the all these different things you can do. Uh, so uh, I started setting it up, and within a day or two, I had it launched, and it's been working out great. Uh, next week is is booked. Every hour of the day is booked efficiently, uh, but not so tight that you can't breathe. You know, we could put in some appointments, and and then we could put in some breaks and all that stuff. Uh, best part is they have to put in their credit card information in order to book an appointment. So um, if they don't show up, then we can charge them a cancellation fee. And they've agreed to the terms through the whole thing. So they, they know that that's, uh, that that's going to be a charge for them. So I'm really hoping that we can uh, make the day a little bit more efficient, uh, retain clients for all those booked uh booked appointments and and just really start moving forward and and hopefully just get to a comfort zone, a plateau where we can just kind of coast again because I think we all just need to be able to like work without having every day be full of stress. Uh, So we talk about all those logistics and it's a great conversation so we'll get into that in just a minute. Uh, One plug I wanted to make really quick is I'll be doing a special uh, live video Ask Me Anything session exclusive for my Patreon supporters. That's going to be on Sunday, July 26, 2020. 
Uh, if you're interested, you can go ahead and sign up at patreon.com slash ryanpba. And if you sign up on that $15 Archmage tier, you're also going to get access to all the webinars that I have on there. I've got a bunch of non-technique webinars on bedside manner, anatomy, studio growth strategies, and I also put up a 30-minute bevel theory workshop that's been really popular. A lot of people have said that it's been really helpful for them. Uh, I really explain and walk through a bunch of different exercises, things that you can practice at home and, and try out in your own hands. Uh, so you can get all that information on Patreon. But that Ask Me Anything session is going to be exclusive for just my Patreon supporters. Uh, and that will be live video. And I'll be doing it from my studio. So uh, if you want to see techniques, if you want to see me walk you through something in the sterilization room, processing, if you want to see my front counter area, how I handle jewelry sales, uh, all those different things that you can really only do in a shop environment, this will be live from my shop. So that will be Sunday, July 26th. That will be a live video AMA uh, specifically for my supporters at patreon.com slash ryanpba. Uh, one last thing before we get into uh, this, this interview. I really want to say a special thank you to Aaron Pollock, the outgoing uh, APP secretary. Aaron turned in his resignation the other day. Uh, a lot of conversations going on uh, online right now, a lot of really important conversations, but a lot of, um, a lot of pressure for the people who are trying to, to move the industry forward. So realize that a lot of these people working with uh, the APP, um, trying to get this education out there, they're, they're volunteers. They're doing that uh, in conjunction with their, their careers, their work lives, their, their home lives, their families. They're taking away time from that to be able to put out this information for the industry that they love and try to make a, the world a little bit of a better place, especially for safe piercers. Uh, I, I really want to say thank you for your uh, your leadership. You were the the secretary the entire time that I was on the the APP board from 2016 to 2019, and I, I really was just so impressed by uh, how you could steer the conversation. You know, it, try not to let people get distracted by 20 different ideas or you know, have everything turn into an argument. Like keeping the conversation moving forward to make it progressive and uh, to to utilize everybody's time and, and to really move the organization and its projects forward and it, it takes really strong leadership to do that and um, you, you really deserve a, a lot of credit for all the growth and uh, all the work that the APP has done these past few years so thank you very much uh, thank you for your friendship over uh, over my time on the board I really got to know you as a person and I, I really got to count you among one of my friends and uh, I, I really do cherish that so uh, sad to see you go. Um, hoping that uh, everything you're doing after this is going to be uh, great for you and, and fulfilling. And I know that we will all be uh, weaker without you. So thank you uh, again for all your work, Aaron Pollock. If, uh, if you haven't seen it already, Aaron posted uh, a very thoughtful, uh, very informative, very eye-opening open letter uh, on his, uh, his way out of that position. If you haven't already read that, I, I really would suggest you, you give that a good read. But for now, I really just want to say uh, thank you, and I think a lot of us uh, really owe you a, a debt of gratitude. So let's go ahead and get into this week's interview with Vivi Madero, and I'll be back a bit more at the end. My name is Vivi, and I own Fox Labyrinth Piercing Studio in El Paso, Texas. And you can follow on everything's under Fox Labyrinth. We have Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, Snapchat, everything. You name it. Um, and then the website, which is foxlabyrinth.co. So you are in West Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, how long have you been back to work? 
I have been back to work. It's going to be a, I believe, two months now at this point. Wow, two months already? Mm-hmm. Wow. So how's, how's it going? So I did, I've been opening by phases. So phase one is just, I we had a, a go the end of May, but I waited until the beginning of June to get everything ready, the waivers, how the appointments and stuff like that, um, and then pretty much call clients prior to opening as well. Mm-hmm. So pretty much we did like checkups, uh, downsize, people that were having a lot of issues. That's That's the first thing. So that's what I had for a whole month. And I just opened up barely this, actually this week, um, I just started offering piercings again, but no piercing under the face mask or Mm -hmm. anything below the belt at this point. Yeah. So when you said um, your release forms, did you make a a special form related to COVID or are you talking about like moving over to a digital form? So we have a digital form and then everything is with COVID. So pretty much we already had different forms for different things. Uh, We just did it digitally. And then we added the first, the first thing in the waiver says everything about COVID pretty Mm -hmm. much. Um, And so I started learning since I did phase one, I learned a lot of, um, so we don't do it over, how do I explain? They don't do it when they come in. They mm-hmm. kind of have it before they come to the to the appointment. So the way that I first figured out was they were doing their waivers first, and then they were setting up their appointments. But then their appointments were, let's say, like a week or two out. So that waiver kind of didn't work anymore, right, because of the COVID questions that we had. Okay. So now that we opened for piercing, what I do is I tell clients to set up their appointment first and then pretty much like in two to three days, I send them the waiver like, Hey, um, thanks very much for making the appointment. Um, if you can please fill out the waiver and then pretty much I check the waiver, obviously a day before to see how everything's doing. And that way, if I need to cancel it, I can cancel it. Um, and then pretty much, uh, reminding them, Hey, please bring your ID. Please make sure to, um, bring your QR code, um, and everything's on the waiver pretty much. And everyone's been pretty, um, pretty nice about it. And I haven't had any issues yet. So what are, what are some of the like COVID specific things you'd have on your release form? Is it basically just, you know, be aware that there is a potential for transmission or like what, what would you kind of reference? So I have a couple of lists. Let me actually look them up because there's a couple of them. Okay. Um, so pretty much like if they're in contact with someone and with have, if they have COVID, right? Right. Um, if they have any of the symptoms, which is we have the list of all of them. And then on top of that, we put um, it's about a 14 questions pretty much. And I will tell you that even with those 14 questions, I've already had people answering yes to them and they had to reschedule their appointment. Really? So, yeah. So, um, so that's why we, we added those questions, those questions just to like kind of pre-screen. Um, so like one of them is how you been diagnosed? If yes, if no, right. Um, when were you tested? How long have you been tested negative? Um, and then pretty much like that stuff is what I added. And then if they've been traveling in 14 days. Yeah. 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 I, I feel like, um, 
I probably need to beef mine up a little bit because I I just switched over to stab pad for for this, so you know I'm I'm still kind of getting used to it. I added on some stuff in relation to COVID, um, but you know simple things like you know do you have symptoms? Have you been in contact with anyone who has symptoms and stuff like that? But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I I haven't put anything down there about traveling, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, so we have uh, and we've had had people that are traveling, and so. You know, I don't ask like a little bit more specific because if they say yes, what I do is I just give them a call in advance and like, hey, so I see that you were in contact. Is it someone you live with? Is it someone you visited or something like that? Um, and that way I can kind of draw the line of um, what what is OK and what's not OK kind of thing. Um, and then if they traveled, then I ask, like, are you traveling because of work? Are you traveling because you're visiting family or you came out of uh, from out of town kind of thing? So. And I do have, since we have so many people, right, we're, uh, it's a tri-community, I guess you could say, like Mexico is like literally five minutes away, New Mexico is 30 minutes away from us, and then we have on top of that a military base. So I have a lot of different people that, you know, of all aspects of life. Hmm. Yeah, sounds complicated. Uh, For me, it's really just, it's a much smaller community. Uh, we're, we're on the border with Massachusetts. So sometimes people would come up to shop, but you know, that, that whole lifestyle and pattern is, is pretty much fizzled out right now. So we're, we're dealing with mostly locals at this point. Yeah. Um, I haven't had anyone from out of town, at least, uh, everything, everyone's been, it's everyone kind of local. Like I said, I have people that still travel from, uh, New Mexico, like I said, cause it's only 30 minutes away. So, and it's not people, and it's clients I already have on top of that because the closest to them is in Albuquerque, which is two hours away. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, uh, so when it comes to your limitations, you know, no stuff uh, under a mask makes sense. Is that a state requirement or is that something you've just chosen to do? So it's not a state requirement, it's something that we chose to do at this mm-hmm. point. Mm hmm. I'm kind of in the the moment right now where I have to start really thinking about it, you know, because it 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 has been banned in the state. Um, there are rumblings that they're going to to lift that ban, and now I have to think like, well, do I offer that? Do I not offer that when I know that other shops are offering that? So that's mm-hmm. going to have to be a whole a whole thought process that I'm not really ready to to think about just yet. But you know, I guess we have to think about it. Yeah. And, and like I said, I mean, it's not, it's not mandatory here and I do have messages. I mean, it's the number one thing that people ask us if we're doing nostrils or how much they are. Mm-hmm. And I just tell them, you know what, cause we're opening phases and I've been saying that's our phase three. Um, we'll announce when phase three will happen, um, uh, when it's safe for us and pretty much our community. And I know that there's shops that are, are offering that. And I just don't feel safe for, for my safety at this point. Yeah. Um, so I think most clients, if they're, they're willing to wait, they'll wait. And I've had clients, you know what, I will wait and to understand why, why you're doing it. Yeah. I think the kind of, the kind of client that would seek out a studio like yours, a higher end studio, I think they're going to, they're going to take what you say with a, a good amount of weight and like, okay, this person who I trust to go to, I trust with my safety. They're telling me that it's not ready yet. So give it a little bit more time. I think people are pretty understanding when it comes to that kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. What kind of uh, what kind of PPE are you wearing when you work? 
So right now what I'm doing is I'm using a, obviously a disposable face mask mm -hmm. and then I'm using gloves, uh, depending on what it is, if I'm super, super close to them, um, then I use a shield, I have a shield. Mm -hmm. Um, and then sometimes depending on, like I said, their answers and stuff, then I'll use like a little apron. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's another thing where, where people are going to have to think about their, their needs, their requirements, their protection level, because, uh, the, the needs of someone working in Texas might be drastically different than the needs of someone working in, in say, New Hampshire uh, because mm -hmm. of, of the the caseload. What what what's the what's the caseload like for you in your area? So it's obviously jumped um, for the last couple of days. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to jump now with Fourth of July. Mm -hmm. um, right now, there's about 216 new cases, um, so it might be low, but. I mean, it's, it's, we have about 7,000 cases at this point, positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, that we're, we're right around there too. I, I've looked at the numbers for some of the surrounding states and it's like absurdly higher than where I have it. So I, I feel very fortunate and mm -hmm. I feel like, uh, I'm, you know, potentially a little bit safer, you know, at a little bit less risk than, than mm -hmm. piercers, maybe an hour to the South, but, mm -hmm. uh, still I, it's, it's a weird time when yeah. I, I, if I if I had my choice and I didn't have to worry about my staff or bills or anything like that, I would just be home on my couch. And the only reason I'm at work is because like I need to be at work for the the financial security, which is not not a thought process I'm I'm comfortable having. I agree. I totally understand. Um, so same way. I I wouldn't be open, but same thing. I you know we we got bills to pay. Where if not, then we get kicked out. We got mortgages. We got we got you know. We got to pay stuff. If we don't, then we'll lose all our things at that point. Yeah. Um, so it's just being uh, proactive, you know, being as safe as possible. The other thing is that we only allow one client at a time. I don't la allow anybody else mm -hmm. um, at this point. So, and it's, their signs are all up there and the waivers and it's on the website and stuff. Um, but I still have, you know, I, it's something different, especially here that people are not used to by appointment only. Um, yeah. so I know it's, it's a fire code for us to lock the door, but it's, it's so, our studio is so, so tiny that literally when you walk in, you can see the pierce room. So it's lock as soon as they come in, go, we got to do a couple of stuff before, um, I check them in and then pretty much, uh, into the pierce room and, um, check them out and then open the door. And then, so we wipe down and then get ready for the next client. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like that's a, a that's that's the the model that a lot of thoughtful piercers are moving into. I'm I'm fortunate to have two doors for my studio, so we keep the front door locked the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then when we make appointments with people, we talk to them on the phone. We tell them, okay, you're going to be using the the handicap entrance on the side door, so we can really kind of throttle people and control them. We're doing the same thing where it's only the one piercing client, no walk-ins allowed, no guest allowed. The only exception we would make is if we were piercing a minor, they can have one parent. But yeah, that's the that, same thing. That's pretty much it, and and I I kind of like it. I mean, I I obviously don't like the fact that even on my best day, I'm still going to be making a half or maybe even a third of what I could make before with like my mm -hmm. my walk-in structure. But uh, as an example, on Fourth of July, I gave my staff off because it was a holiday, but I still had some clients that wanted appointments, so I went in by myself. Front door was locked. I didn't have to worry about random people coming in, and it just it, it, it felt good. It felt like when um, when I was just like the piercer kid and I, it was just me in the shop anyway, no counter staff, nobody around. So I liked being able to 
really connect to the client, walk them through every step of the process, pierce them, uh, walk them out, all that stuff. I, I liked it. There is obviously the monetary side that I don't like, but I, I, I don't mind this, I, this whole appointment only flow. Yeah, I agree. I agree 100%. Um, it's it's the way that I said it. It's like it's back to our roots, right? We started mm-hmm. as a one person um, and you start remembering why you came into the industry or why you started loving what you did. Um, and I totally agree with you because um, I'm also just a one. Why well, now I'm a, a one person operation. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much doing everything. Um, and it's reminding me to my my roots at this point and um i've never been appointment only um i'm kind of liking it at some point too but i do miss those interactions with clients right that they come in um not not to be um sometimes it kind of feels like it's an elitist kind of thing but Mm -hmm. i hope clients don't feel that i'm doing that just to uh you know uh just get people like that because i mean we've been booked up two weeks in advance because that's all I allow. I only allow two weeks in advance. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just in case for COVID and all that stuff. Sure. And then, um, so I just hope people don't think that we're just being, you know, uh, enti- uh, not elitist. Like, yeah, I guess, you know, like we're oh, yeah. just. I get what you mean. You know, this like ultra exclusive or yeah, non-inclusive or whatever. But I think uh, in, in this day and age, I think people are very forgiving of that because it's like that everywhere. You can't just go and sit down in a restaurant you can't just do this you can't just do that so i think people get it and i would imagine that through 2020 is going to suck for everybody you know no matter what 2020 is going to suck but i think 2021 we're going to have learned so many lessons about how to run our shops in a, in a different way where i think all of us are going to be stronger for it in the long run for sure it's always a evolution right even if even if we didn't want to come to let's say our online waivers right i'm sure that pushed everyone to do online waivers at this point um and being more digital for sure at this point as well so that's something i wanted to talk to you about because you're really focused on presentation online you know whether it's websites or social media so how are you how are you conveying this information to clients on the website? Are you presenting it as just like, here's the facts. I want to overload you with information and, and let you drink it in. Are you presenting it in like a hold your hand and, and kind of make it look like it's, it's almost like marketing. Like, you know, we're doing all this stuff to keep you safe. Like how are you interacting with clients online in this day and age? So we've always been super strong on social media because that's where people are. I mean, let's be real. Everyone's on social media at this point, even if we say we're not, Um, so I try to make it as easy and as simple as possible, right? Because even if I do keep it simple, um, some people might not understand their lingo. So I try to make it as simple as possible or fun. Um, so right now it's pretty much like our website, the pretty much everyone's asking like, well, I want to make an appointment. The easiest thing for me to do at this point is just tell them, all right, cool. Go to our website and our website, you can pretty much book our appointment. Um, and so that way I'm not bombarded with messages, right? Or kind of mixing people up or double booking or anything like that. Um, and then also educating as much as I can. Um, we're actually changing um, our aftercare. That way our times with appointments are shorter. So we're doing like a aftercare video and pretty much showing tips and tricks of how to 
they take care of their piercing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's smart. I, I've, I've heard piercers wanting to do that before. I've heard I've heard so many ideas from piercers over the years. Were like, oh, I would love to do this, and I would love to do that. Um, but it, it, I think it takes a moment like this to really rethink the logistics of how you interact, how you inform clients, how you get them excited about their piercing, especially in an age where it's like you almost feel like you're walking into a. I don't know, like freaked out, like everybody's wearing face masks and shields and doing all this stuff where it might it might make clients feel a little bit more defensive. But I think the work that we do in the way that we outreach to our clients um, is is hugely important right now. So if you had any of those ideas in the back of your mind about new systems, like this is the perfect time to execute them. I totally agree with you. Um, we're planning to do pretty much a kind of like a walkthrough. Um, I want to do like a video of like pretty much, okay, so you set up your appointment. These are the things to do before coming in for your appointment kind of thing. Um, even though the, the waiver that we, the, the waiver that we use, we don't use a uh, stat pad. We use a different one. Um, we use waiver forever. So mm-hmm. that one has, uh, pretty much you can send like automatic emails. So the one that we have is pretty much, it sends them as soon as they do the waiver, I pretty much put on there. All right. Make sure to do all these little things before coming in um, and screenshot your QR code on this email. Um, and like I said, it's been a learning curve because people sometimes don't see that they're going to get an email back and forth. So maybe and that's why I thought of like, maybe I should do a video because people are not seeing that email afterwards after mm-hmm. they do their waiver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when... To bring it back a little bit to your appointment system, uh, mm-hmm. do you feel comfortable talking about which system you're using? Yeah, of course. Um, we're using Square. Everything we use is Square at this point, um, which is the PO system, the appointments, um, everything like that we use on Square or invoices. Yeah, well, because I use I use Square as my POS system, and uh, you know I I was going back and forth because we we had. Uh, day smart software ink book, you know, which worked perfect mm-hmm. for tattoos, but mm-hmm. does not work for piercing um, So I talked to a couple other studios and and uh, Most of them were, were also using square and I really like the system. Are you having people? Prepay a deposit or a fee or anything before the before they can book so we don't do a pre prepay just because um, We've seen people don't want to pay I the first week that we were doing I thought it was a prepay right because it's confusing when you start using the square appointments. We're not sure if it's a prepaid, if it's not a prepaid. So what it was, uh, I had prices on there and then I also had a cancellation fee, uh, mm-hmm. or a no show fee pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so I thought I was charging them before, you know, before the appointment or after the appointment, but it wasn't, it wasn't going that way. It was just protecting me for a no show pretty mm-hmm. much. So I ended up removing the prices completely. Um, and now that I have the, pretty much the no-show, I feel like I get less cancellations. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a couple of clients that didn't show up and stuff, and it's on the waiver as well. As soon as they sign their waiver, hey, if you don't cancel your appointment in 24 hours or if you don't come in for your appointment, um, you will be charged. Uh, we charge $40 for a no-show. And it's been working for us. Um, I have less no-shows, and people cancel way faster um, when they make their appointment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
with with Square, this is a question I had that that I hadn't thought of until actually just earlier today. So let's say somebody books an appointment uh, for a week from now, and then they mm-hmm. say like, "Oh, that that day's not going to work for me because I have to work." Um, is there is there a mechanism in place where they can reschedule their own appointment, or do, do is that something that the administrator has to handle? No, no. So Square does everything for you. So the way that we do with Square is we pretty much like send reminders. We send like about two to three reminders. It's it's all automated on Square as well. It tells mm-hmm. you how many days you want it to send, um, how many reminders you want to send to clients. And so we kind of, um, on there it tells you as well if you want to kind of write a little bit of like a description, right? Square has it, has their own thing, but I added a couple of things on there like, hey, make sure to eat before coming for your appointment, make sure you bring your ID, your face mask, and cute, like the same thing, right? The same repetitions. Um, and so far, everyone seems to like the, you know, because I always ask, um, did you have a hard time with making an appointment? Did you have a hard time with a waiver or anything like that? And everyone seems to be like, I'm so glad that you send us reminders all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it sends them a reminder an hour before and then like a day before and then like two days before as well. Okay. So um, like I said, like today I actually had a cancellation and I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so that's the other reason why I kind of like to send their waivers in a couple of days too, because then I don't have to pay for, a waiver or I have to look for it and then delete it kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like a great system. I feel like I'm going to be playing catch up for a little while, but I'm, I'm trying to take all the best ideas that I'm, that I'm hearing from all these other shops and trying to see what'll work for my shop. And I, I really think that that square appointments is going to work for me. I'm already booked out for, I think probably the next 10 days, but I, I've been telling my counter staff, okay, don't book anything past the, the you know the twelfth or whatever, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to be switching over to the the square system. I just need to set it up and and kind of kind of get the ball rolling. So, on it. But I think that's going to work for us. The only thing I will tell you that I learned with Square is because I was doing the same thing. I was calling clients prior right for the checkups and downsides and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was setting up their appointments. They weren't setting it up for me right, or they mm-hmm. weren't they weren't doing it online. What I found was I had more no shows the first two weeks because I set up the appointment pretty yeah. much than them forming, them making their own appointment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and since they didn't enter it, they weren't enter, they weren't able to enter their credit card or anything like that. So I wasn't able to charge them the no show fee. Yeah. Right. So that's something to think about too, is that if your staff is actually setting up the appointments for the clients, you won't be able to charge the, the no show fee is, is a downside. I, I have every intention of just letting people do their own thing on the website because my, so but before, you know, obviously the phone would ring. People would have questions, especially with a walk-in business. People would, would have quick questions. Can I come in right now? How much is this or that mm-hmm. or whatever? But mm-hmm. now, like we're constantly fielding, like it seems like the call volume has gone up an enormous amount. And if we're yes. trying to slow down the front counter by having to book all these appointments and, you know, I have all these ridiculous spreadsheets trying to catch up on the appointments from before we had to close mm-hmm. uh, and like wait lists and all this stuff, it's mm-hmm. it's so inefficient. So mm-hmm. I would really love to just set something up and just say, oh yeah, just go to our, go to, you know, whatever.com and mm-hmm. just handle it yourself. And then, yeah, you have to read the, the cancellation policy uh, putting your credit card information, all that mm-hmm. stuff. I think that's that's great. I think that's going to be so good for so many shops. Um, right now, since like I said, I'm a, a one person operation. I'm not answering any phone calls because I just can't at this point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, with emailing people back, sending, uh, answering DMs, going back and forth with clients and stuff like that. So what? That's the only thing that I'm not doing at this point. 
um, is not answering phone calls, but on the voicemail I have there, we're appointment only. If you want to set up an appointment, you can totally do so on our website. Even outside our door, um, the way that we did it also is a QR code. So you would scan it and then it sends you directly to set up an appointment. Hmm. Yeah, that's slick. So what um, what kind of social media interaction are you having? You know, you say you're you're talking to people through DMs. Do, do you find it difficult um, where you're having multiple avenues of people trying to contact you? Because I find it difficult. Like I can I can keep up on an email inbox, but mm -hmm. I, I can't really keep up on an email inbox, a Facebook message inbox, an Instagram inbox. It's it's a little bit too much for me. So how are you managing stuff like that? I do all of them. <laughs> <laughs> All of them. I do the DMs. I do DMs on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. TikTok is the only one that I'm not interactive as much. Um, emails. I, I literally email everyone, even comments. I, I message every comment I get. Um, so I'm interacting with all sorts. You can actually do... Um, so on Facebook, since Facebook is integrated with Instagram, you can actually do like an automatic... Uh, message and so on that message i put thank you so much for contacting us um we're currently one person operation please uh be patient with this i promise i'll get back to you as soon as i can and then it has like a link if you want more information there's just like a little link right there and then since we're like i said we're close to mexico i usually try to do it in english and spanish because mm -hmm. i have dual so I do that twice. And as soon as I, like I said, someone sends me a message, it sends them that message directly. And people are like, oh, yeah, no worries. Um, take your time and stuff like that. So that's been helping me out, too. Yeah, it's it's smart to at least give something. You know, it, I, I have auto replies set up on everything. But all the auto replies basically try to funnel people towards... Uh, you know the the booking information on the website, frequently asked questions type stuff. I try to I try to I try to slow it down where it's like I want you to have all this information first. And if you still have a question, no problem. I'll mm -hmm. email with you. I'll I'll talk with you on the phone. But I just find it so difficult to just keep up with the sheer volume. And um, I find that when I try to put it on one of my other staff members, mm -hmm. that it just ends up like. It ends up getting really fatiguing. I feel like everybody only has maybe 50% brain capacity right now because mm -hmm. everybody's just so exhausted by, you know, how terrible 2020 is. So how many messages do you get, like, Facebook and Instagram, do you guys get per day? Like, if you... Mm, I wouldn't say a ton. Maybe, like, a dozen per day, somewhere okay. around there. And then emails, maybe another two to three dozen. Okay. So the way that I do it is I know it's super, super tedious because we get about roughly a dozen messages a day too. So what I do is pretty much that day, either I'll do the ones from yesterday or the ones from today. And that way I tackled onto all the messages pretty much. And then I can do that the next following day kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, that's helped me tremendously instead of like just leaving them on there. Um, because sometimes, right, even though the clients might not know, we're so busy doing other stuff. Um, I feel like I'm, I'm interacting with them. I don't I don't like to do too much like automatic stuff just because sometimes they ask questions that I can't do automatic on. Sure. So I'd rather just be just be super honest and then be like, okay, so that, I think that kinda helped me in the long run just doing like I said, I'll be I'll be with you in a moment. Just just be patient. Um, and the other great thing about it is that now um, Instagram and Facebook is integrated on a desktop, and I feel like that's way easier than on your phone. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. That's a great way to just um, retain and build a client base, too, because they, they know, okay, I'm, I'm going to talk to a person. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not just going to have to read a web form, which I feel like is, is one of the faults with, with the way that I handle stuff online is because I'm just so... Ah, I'm just so over it sometimes. I'm just, I just want to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want to message people. No. And like I said, you don't, you don't have, like you can always write. Everything is time priority, right? Yeah. So you can totally like say, all right, I'm only going to answer questions or DMS or emails and stuff for like, let's say about an hour. Right. And then you can do that every so often. That way you don't have so many messages going mm-hmm. back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, like I feel, I feel that help, has helped me tremendously, um, you know. But yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel. I mean, I don't know. I interact. I try to interact as much as I can with them. Um, and like I said, I literally message everyone back. Um, the only downside with Instagram is that it gets lost in the inbox. That's yeah. the only thing I can tell you that. That's why as soon as you open it, that's when you should answer it. Because if you open it and you forget about it, it gets lost in the ether of like the inbox. That's the only downside about Instagram. Yeah, and, and I'm sure I've, clients hate being left on scene. Exactly, too. exactly. Because it's it show it shows that. So what I do is like I just let them be. I don't answer it until I'm actually gonna get on it and message message them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's smart to have that kind of discipline. Um, I I am now kind of in a point where it's like, okay, I'm not going to open any messages unless it's work hours because mm-hmm. it's that exact same thing. If I'm just bored and it's like 1130 at night and I just mm-hmm. pop open a message, mm-hmm. sometimes it's one of those quick ones like, you know, hey, uh, how much is of this or do you have this in stock where you can give them a, a really quick, simple answer. But sometimes it's like that three paragraph long question. And you're like, oh man, it's going to take me like 15 or 20 minutes to answer this properly. And I just don't want to do that right now. Mm-hmm. But it's it's probably um, counterintuitive, counterproductive uh, to just read it and then forget about it and just yeah. leave it there because that person sent you a, a thoughtful question and you mm-hmm. you know you you owe some sort of a professional answer to them. The other the other thing the for stuff like that is super super you know let's say that it takes long to answer them right the it's something in detail instead of like writing back to them what the other thing i've been doing is like video chats pretty much mm-hmm. um and i'm not charging for those and so i pretty much tell them like hey are you comfortable uh video chatting if you're not comfortable we can just do audio um and that way we can talk about it a little bit more and i'll just tell them okay i have 10 15 minutes to talk just because um i gotta do something really quick what how can i help you and then go from there kind of um and that has helped me tremendously i've had this past month i had three clients that were from out of town they were one was in california one was in alaska um and so we were just talking because they needed help with troubleshoot with their piercings and that's all i was doing mm-hmm that's a great service to offer, and especially now with you know, applications like Zoom and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff, uh, it's it's just so easy to interact with clients that way. That's basically the model that we're moving over to for any sort of tattoo consultations because we don't want to we don't want to have to have people come in unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't really started doing that with piercing just yet because we're on we're we're just handling the backlog right now. But I think. Mm-hmm. Another couple of weeks, once we can start to really find our routine, which we haven't really found yet, but once mm-hmm. we find our routine, I think I would really like to do more stuff like that and give people that personal service. You know, phone calls are good and well, emails are good and well, but nothing will really beat being able to look at someone, being able to look at their piercing, mm-hmm. and just be able to talk to them about what's going on with it. 
For sure. Um, and I, I think, and I try to think of like, what's the easiest way for the consumer, right? The clients, is it easier for them to do Facebook? Is it easier to do Instagram, which all have integrations of video chatting? Um, same thing with, you know, if they don't have zoom, then, you know, maybe think of that in that route too, just mm -hmm. because some people don't use zoom at all or other services. So I, th I think what we'll probably do is we'll probably have something on the, the square system. Well, we'll, we'll have blocks set up where it's like, okay, mm -hmm. you can, you can do a video consult during these. And would you prefer uh, zoom, Facebook, video chat, Instagram, video chat, something, something like that. Yeah. I think, and then I, like I said, I think that's amazing because it's, it's helping clients in the sense, I know we're not there physically with them and can't see it very well. Uh, but at least you can reinsure them in, in anything that they need. Yeah. And there's plenty of stuff where as, as you know, that trained eye of a piercer, you can instantly be like, well, it looks a little bit dry. You know, what mm -hmm. have you been cleaning it with? It looks a little bit irritated. Have you changed jewelry? Like there are lots of things that you can probably uh, handle through a video consultation without having someone come in. Yeah, for sure. Um, any other systems that you're doing? You seem like really tech forward. So is there anything else that you've found beneficial over the last, you know, couple of weeks, couple of months with dealing all with, with all this stuff? Well, like, like I said, the wave forever, um, I, I love it because pretty much like this coming week that I had appointments, um, I wasn't the way that, that I feel, um, how do I explain? So they can actually, the client can actually take the picture of their driver's license and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So I don't have to like make sure that they have it in the studio, but I mean, I still ask them to bring it just in case. Yeah. So I can double check and I've already had to like kind of tell clients like, Hey, I saw you kind of put this ID, which is a military ID. I'm like, I can't take that ID. So that's kind of has been amazing for me. Um, just talking to the clients about that. Um, the other thing is um, pretty much when they come in, I can take a picture of their temperature for on that waiver. Okay. Um, and then the other thing, I mean, I'm using a lot of uh, Google Drive, you know, the mm -hmm. forms, the, the Google forms and stuff like that. Um, trying to be uh, on top of like, we have a newsletter and a texting club. Um, so to let them like clients know like, hey, um, so pretty much what I did is uh, I have like kind of an exclusive clientele that really, really wants to know like deals or what new jewelry came in or um, so the way that we did is when we were opening phase two, I was just telling everyone, if you want to be the first to know, join this newsletter and the texting club. Um, so I use MailChimp for that. And then for texting, um, it's an app called Community. And it's it's been so far amazing. Hmm. Yeah. I, I just started using MailChimp, um, mostly for my my webinar stuff, but mm -hmm. I've been trying to rethink. Uh, you know, it's it's kind of I don't know to use the cliche of like you know old dog new tricks and all that mm -hmm. stuff. Like I've been doing this for so long that my my whole mentality was just like, well, you know, it's it's a smile and a handshake. You know, it's do a great service and they'll bring their friend. But now it's like the this whole wide world of of uh, e interaction, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you, you need to be more than just the good piercer when they walk through your door, especially right now, because people are kind of freaked out about like, do I, do I even want to go to a piercing shop? You know, being able to make them feel calm and be like, we're doing all these things to protect you, but we still mm -hmm. have all these beautiful things and we still have this great experience you can mm -hmm. have. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think I need to start relearning how I convey that information. 
and and it's helped us tremendously like pretty much like i know it's same well it's exclusive but i get to to see those clients that really really love us and they want to see right the new new jewelry that we're going to have right they'll, they'll they're going to be the first ones to know because we're we're pretty tiny we don't have a lot of stuff in stock so um to show clients like hey we finally got these stuff in um so it makes them excited and stuff like that um so the the texting club that we have i've i had another app i guess you can say for it it wasn't the great it wasn't the the greatest one so i just switched like two weeks ago with community um and it's been amazing that even their uh clients can text me if they have questions and i haven't messed with it too too much but I can do automatic on it. I can send them like happy birthday texts on it. Um, there's all these great integrations. Um, and pretty much let's say that they only are interested in only when new jewelry comes in, I can do integrations of that instead of them sending them stuff that they're not interested in. Yeah. Cause nobody likes spam, but I mean, yeah. when, when people want information about a specific thing, being able to give them that information must be great because people get really excited when it's like they get first crack at it. Mm -hmm. Like I, I would do that all the time when new BVLA stuff would come in as an example. Mm -hmm. um, if I had the, those regular clients where it's like, okay, this person's going to love this color combination. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, being able to send them an email or a message or something and, and be like, hey, if you want, you can come in for a viewing and you can take a look at this stuff before it ends up in the case. Like people would just grab it up mm -hmm. voraciously. And uh, that's that, that's a great idea because everybody's always got their phone on them. So that's, that's great for marketing. Yeah. Um, I, I can tell you for sure the texting community is not as big as the email, mm -hmm. um, which is understandable because we just switched to to a different company. I did have it was it was a the list was bigger, but um, I, I had they have to automatically sign up for it, right? I can't put them in on it. Mm -hmm. So just like Mailchimp, right? If you if you have like a, on Square, you can pretty much put grab their email and put it on Mailchimp, um, but on texting they have to automatically agree to sign up for that so um so it's just getting back to those old clients that had signed up prior to get back onto it um but it's it's been amazing like i said i've i've had positive um feedback on it pretty much like i just love the way um you know the newsletter is the texting club is it's it's so personal yeah, that's great. It just all of it sounds great because I, I think um, you know whether you've been in business for a year or been in business for twenty years. I think we all need to like really look at our business model and figure out how are we interacting with people, how are we getting people to to come in because uh, especially the the people that are appointment only now, you're really realizing how valuable each minute of your day is. So when mm -hmm. you have no shows or when you don't have a, a an efficiently booked day or when clients come in and they're um, you know, you're you're using half your interaction to just explain policies and things like that that they could have already gotten through an email mm -hmm. or through a text or something like that. Like efficiency is so important right now. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Cool. So, um, anything else on your mind? Uh, mm, the other thing I would say is, I I feel like a lot of people need to do, um, especially right. Everything is now internet, internet. Everyone needs to have a strong. Uh, internet presence mm -hmm. and I feel like that includes a website um, your website needs to be 
nice and neatly. Uh, we're not in the 90s anymore. Sometimes I get on the a couple of websites and I'm like, oh, this I can't. Where do I go from here? Like, where do I go from there? Like, that's the only thing. And that's what I hear a lot from clients too. Is that um, as soon as you go on a website, I, like I said, same thing. I try to make it as simple as possible. That way, it's not so much so much noise or it's so it's everywhere kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the thing that changes us from other studios around at least our IR area is that we have a nicely website and I hear that all the time is like I came because your website was really really nice are you using um are you using like a template or are you like a an html person so I studied graphic design um before getting into the industry so I don't I'm not updated to all the HTML, um, the codes and stuff. I can read it. Um, so it's like a template, and then I edit it around it pretty much. Mm-hmm. All right. Any any particular like websites that you would suggest to people if they're looking to redo their website? Um, so like services rather. It depends, right? Because I used to be I used to use like a couple of different ones. So it depends on. I know everyone likes Squarespace. Um, I thought it was a little bit more complicated than at least when I try to use it. Um, I was trying to do the website on there and it wasn't letting me do the things that I wanted it to do. Um, so I use right now Wix is the one that I kind of use. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use Wix too, but I'm in like drastic need of an update. I would be happy to help you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, websites are always like that that thing where even even when you launch a new website, I still feel like it's like two years outdated or whatever. You know, um, I'm I'm always kind of like being reactive rather than proactive with that stuff. Mm-hmm. I just find it so like I I don't understand how you get all the all the energy and the motivation. Um, like I I I envy it. Um, sometimes it's just like I I have this list of like 50 action items, and it's like the website is usually too low I should probably try to reprioritize it so I can tell you personally because I'm the same way uh right I have so many things to do and I I was always overwhelmed to do everything I wanted to do this I wanted to do that I I understand um until I started to really get to like organize a little bit better so I know it's the most dumbest thing is I just have a I literally have a calendar I can't I try to use it on my phone but then I get lost in the ether on my phone and Instagram, Facebook and stuff like that. So I actually have a physical calendar. And what I do is every day I have to do, all right, these are my top five to 10 priorities that I have to do today. Um, And that's how I try to get my thing or get my daily stuff done. Right. Mm -hmm. Obviously with other, the duties that I have, but those are the, the, for sure the core things that I need to do today. And if I don't do it, um, I pretty much have to do it the next day. So then things start piling up. So I have to make sure that I do those things those days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have like, I have a calendar in my office and I have a calendar on my phone and I have like my Google drive is absurd and all that stuff. So, um, I, I think delegating is probably going to be something that I, I need. I need to restructure how I delegate because mm-hmm. right now it's like you know so many different shop tasks are spread across mm-hmm. so many different people at this point. I these these days now where like the other day when it was just me piercing and just a client, like you said, it, it re sparked why I wanted to be a body piercer and how fun it was to be a body piercer. And mm-hmm. over the course of like years, it's like your success turns into this like 
just ridiculous thing where you, you, you have to keep up with all this stuff and mm-hmm. all this stuff is just so overwhelming sometimes. Well, and then that's the thing, right? The beauty about nowadays is that we can always outsource things, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's going to cost a little bit more money, but you can always outsource things if you ever, you know, don't want to do the task. And pretty much the easiest task is, um, I think someone or and it's not talked about much in our industry is having someone that maybe you can try it, right? Still try it, try how postings, what you want in your social media and stuff like that. Um, knowing what you want, right? You have, you have to learn first what you have to learn first you doing it than just hiring someone. Cause mm-hmm. you might be hiring someone that's doing social media, but they might not know exactly how, what they're doing because yeah. I know now or what your voice will yes do. or what your voice is um and I, I know for sure like especially now everyone's like well I'm a social media guru I'm a social media like uh, content creator stuff like that you have to be really really careful just because sadly a lot of people don't know what they're doing mm-hmm. um and so you will you might lose more money in that sense so it's always good to experiment experiment a little bit and see kind of what works and what doesn't and then hire someone to to do stuff like that yeah yeah well it's a lot to think about but uh i, I appreciate all your insight because yeah, especially with this the square stuff and everything like that that makes me feel a lot more confident in moving forward with it and I, that's probably going to be something that i'm working on tomorrow really cool um and like i said if if you need help i'm more than happy to help on you know, to do the the square appointment and stuff like that, because I for sure learned a lot the first week of taking appointments, and I'm like, great, no shows. Um, and so I thought I had it right, but obviously it I didn't uh, create it perfectly, right? Until mm-hmm. you start learning what works and what doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure I'll have some questions for you once I get into it. Cool. Uh, so, um, uh, one more time for the people, like what's all your social media stuff, your website stuff, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in every platform and I'm not kidding about that. Every platform. Um, the only one I'm not is Twitch. Um, but we have YouTube, we have Twitter, we have uh, Snapchat, we have a TikTok, and everything is under the handle of, um, at Fox Labyrinth. That's uh, it just sounds like a mountain to manage, but <laughs> you're you're doing it and you're doing it well. So you know, you're you're, yeah. And it's an inspiration because I I would like to be able to do this kind of stuff, but thank you. Who knows if it'll actually get done. <laughs> well, uh, thanks for talking to me, and uh, let's check in again soon. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. All right, talk to you later. Bye. All right, thanks for talking to me, Vivi, and uh, I really appreciate all your advice. It's it's definitely already helping out my shop, so I appreciate that, and I hope uh, anybody else who listened picked up a, a trick or two. So I can officially let the cat out of the bag. I recorded a class with uh, Lola the other day for the APP's online educational event this summer called Surface Disinfectant, Purpose and Application. Uh, it might sound like a boring topic, but I think we made a really fun class. We have about a 30-40 minute class, the two of us, with a, a presentation really just talking about why surface disinfectants are so important. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to instruct the safe practices in the piercing room workshop at the APP conference for, I think, the last like eight years now or something like that. And it's a, a kind of an eye opener how many body piercers don't fully understand the disinfectants they're using. If you don't understand 
um, the difference between household cleaners and high-grade medical disinfectants. If you don't understand what contact time means, if you don't know what the contact time is for your product, uh, if you don't know how to apply that product, should you be using it as a spray or as a wipe? Should you be wearing gloves? Does it need to be in a ventilated space? All these different things. If you don't already have firm answers for that in your mind, take this class. Uh, you can sign up for it through safepiercing.org along with all the other amazing classes that the APP is putting out there for their online educational event. But surface disinfectants are so crucially important in our studio. You really need to understand how to utilize them properly. So I got to do that with Lola and it was a really fun class. Uh, speaking of Lola, next week will be uh, part one of a two-part episode with, uh, with us answering your questions. Uh, we got a lot of really good questions submitted through that, um, that Google Doc. Uh, I haven't shown Lola the questions yet. We're going to kind of do it as a surprise and just pick uh, the, the ones that seem most interesting, but we definitely have enough questions to do probably two solid episodes for you. So it should be really fun. We should be able to get pretty in-depth on some of these subjects, and some of these subjects are just really good conversation starters. So I'm really excited to see uh, what Lola has to say on them. So uh, tune in next week and the week after that for that two-part episode with Lola. Don't forget that I'm going to have my live video Ask Me Anything session. Uh, that's going to be available through patreon.com slash ryanpba, and that will be live on Sunday, July 26th. So uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you, Aaron Pollock, uh, War Damn Eagle. And here's the, uh, the special Auburn fight song, because I don't know what else to put at the end of this episode for you. information about the show visit piercingwizardpodcast.com or like piercing wizard podcast on facebook for more info about your host visit precisionbodyarts.com or search ryan pba on facebook instagram and tumblr if you enjoy the show you can subscribe on itunes apple podcast and google play music by benny b blanco show copyright 2017 precision body arts llc all rights reserved